Thanks for joining us. I'm Alan Burke, a landscape architect here in the Puget Sound region, and you are listening to the Green Meridian Podcast. Welcome to the monthly Green Meridian video chat meeting, uh, and we are doing a simultaneous uh, podcast that's going to be posted a little bit later today. It is uh, the week after Thanksgiving, and we all survived it, um, and we are joined here by uh, my uh, partner in crime, Bill Peregrine, with Earth Dance Organics, and Amy Wolf, who's here from, uh, tell us about yourself real briefly, Amy. Um, I'm a licensed landscape architect with my own business, ARW Landscape Design in University Place, um, just by Tacoma. And I do a, a kind of half residential, half commercial projects. And um, been doing that for about 10 years on my own. I used to work for landscape firms before mm -hmm. that. Um, so now just been on my own. It's going great. Nice. Welcome. Welcome. Um, we are talking today about uh, company culture, uh, one of those kind of vexing topics that uh, for those of us that own businesses or did own businesses and have uh, staff or work with others or maybe even our employees uh, is a, uh, a big bag of cats to get your arms around and uh, understand and, and nurture within your company. Um, I uh, uh, wanted to say that we're going to have people joining us as we go. Bill's going to introduce them briefly, and then they'll introduce themselves. I think we have uh, uh, one sure of the Hobarts. Robert. That's not Laura Hobart. That's a different <laughs> Hobart uh, joining us. And uh, yeah, so uh, we are uh, joined by Robert Hobart of Brightscapes. And uh, how's it how's it going there? Going fine. Good. Yep. Welcome. Tell us a, a quick 10 second blurb about where you are and what your company does. We are a uh, we are in Seattle, serving North Seattle and Mercer Island to Edmonds. And some in West Seattle doing gardening service, services, uh, maintenance, basically. Mm -hmm. um, tend to do fine gardening and just sort of property management. Then we also specialize in two other categories in uh, landscape lighting and holiday lighting. Mm -hmm. Very good. How's that holiday lighting going? Oh, it's winding down. Oh, yeah. We have, uh, we jacked our rates up this year, had a lot of people backed off, which is great. Um, and did zero advertising. But now we're, we're full till the middle of next week and that'll fill up. So we'll be done by the end of next week. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't have clients that uh, put their lights up on like the 20th of December. Like I do it. That doesn't, that doesn't really happen. Not much. No. Mm -hmm. What's the, what's the earliest somebody would put up lights. Those are the people that are really ticked me off. I mean, what, what's the earliest installation you do? We started installing in October, first week of October. That's wow. pretty rugged. Yeah, those people yeah. need psychological help, I think. So no, that's a, that's like if you want your lights this year, this is your date. That's the date. Hmm. So I've heard of income holiday companies coming in August. Wow. And they don't say don't turn it on. We're putting them up. Don't turn them on. You know, if unless you want to, but unless you want your neighbors to hate you, you know. Labor is the number one thing. It's not about you know physical bodies. It's knowledgeable bodies like. Yeah. Do you know what you're doing yeah. on holiday install? Because that's the hardest thing to train and bring in just every 10 months. Now I hear that. Uh, that speaks to what we're talking about today. So we're talking about company culture, how to kind of curate it and nurture it, ideas around it, um, and what it means to you. Um, I wanted to kind of just state the problem as I've kind of written it out. And then I thought we'd go through it kind of methodically and everybody could kind of weigh in on what their thoughts are and what they do. Um, so I, I'm basically saying that because of changes in the American understanding of work and the difficulties inherent in laboring outside at moderately low pay, landscape companies are increasingly made up of workers that are generally unskilled 
and not tied positively and emotionally to their place of work. Landscape companies are having critical and ongoing difficulties in keeping staff loyal to their companies and proactively, professionally supportive and excited about company efforts. The challenge of landscape companies is in creating a process that supports a real and continual care of staff and supports mutual agreements about goals and career growth. All of that kind of mixes together into what we might call uh, company culture, among other things as well. So um, I think the main problem to me is there's a changing uh, understanding of the workplace uh, and the population is increasingly sedentary, which makes it harder to find people that want to work outside. And, you know, there's always been a disconnect in cultures, which leads to um, perhaps more difficulty in understanding what other people expect or want or celebrate during the year. Um, the, the first place uh, to start, I think, is these the, the, the overall benefits that your company offers. And um, I would assume health and wellness benefits are kind of a mainstay, health insurance, uh, vacation and time off, holidays uh, during the year, uh, special time off allowances for for uh, special situations that you might define, and then bonuses uh, and uh, uh, monetary rewards. That's kind of a section unto itself. Do, do, do you all offer all that kind of stuff? No, kind of. Just, just myself. <laughs> uh -huh. so so you get it all. You get it all. You get it you all get paid. All well, on. yeah, actually, well, I have to pay thirty. So thirty percent of what I make is supposed to go to taxes because I'm the employer and the employee. Mm -hmm. So it kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. uh, when I worked at a landscape architecture firm in Tacoma, a small firm, so there were, she had like four, three employees. So um, you know, she provided insurance, you know, benefits, but not very good because it was really expensive. So it was really hard for her to provide good benefits. Mm -hmm. And I had just come from a big company that offered, you know, really good benefits. So I took a huge pay cut um, for this job. Well, health insurance is a tough one because I feel like the way that health insurance generally works is it goes up by double digits every year. And as it goes up, the deductibles increase and the quality of the coverage goes down until you've basically got uh, in a lot of cases, a catastrophic package only with a massive deductible, and we're calling that health insurance. I don't know um, what everyone else's experience is with that. Not like that. We've got good experience through Master Builders. Mm -hmm. Really good healthcare. Rates went up, yes, a lot in the last two years, but this year it's flatlined. Mm -hmm. So uh, employees really like our plan. It costs maybe more, but I think it's worth it. And when they went up uh, for you, the time they went up unexpectedly higher, you just kept all the benefits the same and everything. So just kind of had to. Um, what about vacation? Um, uh, we have a staggered vacation situation where it starts at a week, goes up to uh, four weeks, depending on how long you've been with the company uh, as paid time off. Does everybody have, uh, I know you may not, Amy, because you're just kind of taking vacation when you need to. But Yeah, uh, I just kind of, yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. I do work when I need to and mm -hmm take time off when I want to. So, but, but Robert, you have a vacation obviously for your staff. One week for the first three years and then three weeks after two, three years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they can take time off without pay kind of with notice kind of thing. I'm assuming um, holidays, uh, all the major holidays. What about Bill? Uh, yeah. Bill. Well, I, I have to tell you that once, uh, once Washington state started in their new PTO program, uh, that is the employees one week off and, or more than one week off. 52 hours. Sorry. 50, 52 hours. Yeah. So I, so I don't offer anything until uh year two or three and it's all negotiable. Uh, so mm -hmm. I think, I think one of the things that, that I offer my employees is flexible time. We work four tens. Uh, and, uh, and I'm pretty flexible. A lot of my people like to go out and hike and be in the woods. And, uh, one of my guys has been with me seven years, you know, he, he extended his, uh, a holiday from Wednesday through today, uh, last week. So, um, but he has the time to do it. He's got the PTO time and, and he, and he gets vacation time mm -hmm. uh, to do it. So for the most part though, it's unpaid, but they can flex with it is what you're saying? The time off? <sighs> Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, no, they can use their PTO time if they don't mm -hmm. have right. it. They can negotiate right. that they mm -hmm. need this particular time for something. So, so uh, I think um, 
but I but I also hire uh, the people I have right now are all very earth centered type of people. They mm -hmm. all want to try to do something positive for the earth, and, mm -hmm. and so they're all looking. So I think that the biggest thing, if I could throw it in for company culture, is that I continually try to overemphasize all the projects that we're on and why we're on these particular projects and everybody that we, you know, all of our customers that we have. I've got two customers right now. I have three customers right now currently uh, that we're working on that all have cancer, you know, mm -hmm. and they probably lean towards us. Matter of fact, I know two of them did uh, because of our organic and natural, you know, uh, take on things. Um, mm -hmm. And they saw their landscape as a way to kind of regenerate themselves. So this is the type of thing that I need to bring forward and make sure that my employees uh, always are understanding why these people are hiring us, what we're doing that's beneficial and, and why the, you know, bringing the butterflies, birds and bees back to the property. Are, are, um, and you you quit doing your uh, installation arm uh, uh, a while back. And so. No, no uh, we still do install. Um, but not at, not as employees though no we we still uh we still we you are correct i reached a point in, in my growth that i had to start adding i already had a you know a larger diesel truck and i needed mm -hmm. to get a bobcat and i needed to get a dingo yep. and instead of putting all the infrastructure in place i subcontract large you know the pavers the walls uh the main irrigation systems uh but my guys do uh uh continue Continuing on the irrigation system because we do a lot of drip. We do lighting. We do all the soil prep. Uh, we uh, do all the plant things. Uh, and uh, so we do what I consider more of the softscape elements in-house. And then we subcontract the, uh, the hardscape elements. So the I think you would probably agree when you had more of a build capacity in-house, uh, the company in order to grow and meet demand would have grown and been become bigger like Robert's company. Um, uh, and as a function of that, wouldn't you agree it just becomes more difficult to kind of coordinate the cultural aspects of what might be desired? I don't, I don't, I don't think the cultural aspects, if I'm, if I'm going back to the people looking for, you know, trying to make a positive impact on the earth, mm -hmm. I think the issue at hand is, is when you get into heavy construction work, it's a different uh, um, uh, set of skills. Right. And in order to get the people that are qualified are very expensive for the good ones. And so the ones that I was, you know, bringing in there, they were good, but they were just slow, you know, it just, right. I, right. Make it. so the projects always came out nice, uh, but it was at the um, behest of um, uh, mm -hmm. just being slow, you know? So. so as a function of all this, the uh, uh, health insurance is part of it. Time off is part of it. Uh, you're saying you go by the state requirements. Some people will exceed that. You know, we at some point, or I think Robert's doing this year. At some point, we're exceeding the the, the state requirement, which might be uh, expected for a company that's larger. It might feel too minimal to just stay with that. Um, exactly. But also, we're we're thinking about holidays, and uh, I'm assuming everybody offers pretty much the straightforward holidays: winter holidays, Thanksgiving. I don't know, Memorial Day, July 4th, uh, Labor Day, that kind of thing. Are there other holidays for you? Uh, we're joined here by Will Anstey. And Will, uh, Will, Will, can you, uh, uh, maybe you can answer that question. We're talking about holidays, if you have any any exceptionally uh, different holidays also. Um, but uh, can you give us a 10-second blurb about your company, Devonshire? Yeah, um, we've got about 26, 26 full-time employees. Uh, try to keep them busy as much as we can. Um, we don't offer any specific holiday paid paid holidays um really we we do the week of you know the week of sick time uh and then our crew leads get a week of vacation and then our managers get two weeks of vacation and that's um, it that's so that no longer no matter how long they work for you that's what they're getting yeah that's it i mean we mm -hmm. do offer you know an unpaid time yeah. off yeah and you just have them time. off then during like july 4th they're just off for that day and they're just not if paid. they want to be a lot of guys don't ever want to be off you know i ask mm -hmm. them hey do you guys want this day off oh yeah you want uh you know veterans day off oh mm -hmm. my daughter still eats on veterans day <laughs> yeah okay all right, all right. got it mm -hmm. we incorporated a, a jury duty allowance and snow days uh in addition thinking that well we can we can offer a couple more days they're expensive but you know what when, when are they useful not very many people do jury duty not a lot of production people are called into jury duty, duty oddly um 
But um, then there's always these snow days in the middle of like January, typically where they're just, you know, you could be working, but you just can't be. So I think we have two, I think we have two snow days and then we have this Jubilee day. Um, But that's pretty much it. And then all the main holidays. And I ended up giving the guys uh, the day after Thanksgiving as a holiday too, because we had so many people calling in sick. It was just hard to schedule. Uh, You know, people just don't want to work the day after Thanksgiving, you know, for whatever. Reason. I'll tell you that in our holiday phase, so we do we do observe all of the five major holidays. Um, but what we do is because we have a number of part-time employees, is we just and we have people starting you know mid-year and stuff. We just take uh, their t- uh, number of hours they've worked based on the number of hours available up to that point. So let's say it's uh, you know July fourth, and there's a thousand hours available to be worked, but they started in in April. They'll get to get a quarter of their eight hours, you know. For mm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and of course, once you get past one year with us, you got all eight hours if you're in the field. Mm-hmm. But if you're somebody working in the office and you're working half time, you're going to get half your holiday pay. Yeah, I see. Uh, so just a nice way to even it out, and everybody's in agreement that that's a good way to do it. And if you know if you're only working, you know, if you're not working a full forty hours a week. Yeah, it seems fair. We have guys in the summer, warmer months are on 10 hour days, but then the holidays hit, those are eight hour paid days, not 10. And so yeah, they are eight hour paid yeah, days. Some, some guys are surprised by that, but that's the rule. Well, no. So you know, that's too bad. Um, uh, <laughs> any other special time off allowances that are paid that are, that are offered for anybody? Well, my, uh, my install field, well, field supervisor, I suppose he's on his, uh, second baby just had oh, a second yeah, yeah. child. Yeah, so he's th- three months off now. I'm very mm-hmm. appreciative of his consideration to the timing mm-hmm. of yeah, these yeah. next Way three months it. off. Yeah. 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 Good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who, who's that will uh miguel oh miguel yeah you might remember him he uh he probably met miguel he he walked up and received the uh our last uh our award at the last wall conference nice very nice yeah, yeah. you just got a you got a little uh a factory process line going there at the wall awards just don't even sit down just walk back to the table and turn around and come back there there you go there you go well, uh, speaking how about, of company uh, culture, we, we do have that. Will Will is doing that thing with bringing his uh, employees to various events. And I know that you're mm-hmm. very active as well in, in EcoPro. And do you do other training uh, as as, co- as company culture? Um, For company culture, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're kind of, we're working on, we're actually working on an in-house and in collaboration um, with um, Gonzalo Yepes, who uh, is a sp- Spanish-speaking um business owner and an educator presenter who presented uh, at the conference last year he's um works with plan amnesty and um also ecologically minded and we're just looking to kind of re-hone our own um you know just ha- help give the guys in the field better directives and instructions and specifics on on how to start doing things in a more environmentally sustainable way and, mm-hmm. and, and specifically how to incorporate the electric equipment that, you know, I'm sure everybody seems to have a mm-hmm. hard time getting their guys to, you know, mm-hmm. use and embrace. Um, so we're, we're working on that, but I also had Dan, I, my maintenance manager did the pruning instruction at the uh, Walp um, boot camp last year. So that nice. was a, uh, Something I had to yeah, push him into, but he really enjoyed it. And I think that really uh, meant a lot to him. So we're, we're talking about the main like health and wellness uh, benefits that are kind of an underpin of uh, company culture. Um, the last one in my notes is uh, company bonuses. Are there bonuses like monetary rewards for, for performance or, or company level of activity, that type of thing? Uh, for, for me, yeah. I mean, we, I, I struggle with, well, you know, the first thing that hits me with all these you know, different holidays off, snow days off, how long this person has worked there, how much mm-hmm. of a snow day do they get is, you know, and all it's just tracking it all. And, and yeah. you know, that can be cumbersome. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd rather just give them, hey, everybody gets this much time off. Tell me when you want to use it. Right. Whatever. So no, no monetary reward. How about, how about for you, Robert? You, you do anything like that? Yeah, we do. Uh, employee of the month. Mm-hmm. You would do that. 
we have we started a new thing this year called the MVP, Most Valuable uh, Employee. It should be MVE. Do you ever get it? And Rick, ever got? No. No. <laughs> it's our first year. <laughs> I Maybe see. I'll get it. Yeah, ten years. We have, uh, yeah. we have rookie of the year. Uh huh. So all the new hires, like who do we like? You know, who is going to vote on each other to be the the rookie of the year? So everyone votes, or you decide. Okay, everybody votes. Okay. Nice. Good idea. Hmm. Yeah. We do. Uh, yeah. We do. We hand out hundred dollar gift cards every couple weeks during our morning kind of meeting for the maintenance crew. Yeah. Um, and just just whatever the manager has noticed or appreciates from this particular employee or that particular mm -hmm. employee. You know, this guy did a good job up, updating, uploading notes to the crew control, mm -hmm. like I asked about, or this guy, you know, whatever, you know, it is part participates in, mm -hmm. in, in, in the meetings or, or whatever mm -hmm. the thing is that he's looking to promote and reward. So, uh, Billy, are you still giving away a new Cadillac Eldorado every month to, uh, or is it a, a Powerball, winning Powerball ticket, something like that. You know, I try to, uh, 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 I try to be conscious of of uh, uh, gifts this time of year going into the into the uh, end of the year. So, um, I think, um, you know, speaking of Will, I know Will, your bonus program is huge uh, compared to mine. Mine is not a, a set bonus program. Mine is more uh, based on uh, length of time with the company and uh and how well we did for the year and then, mm -hmm. and, then uh, and then i do divvy up a, a fair chunk of change um, mm -hmm. for me we, it's a fair chunk of change we have uh mixed bonuses depending on the person's position designers depending on their level there's kind of a designer rating level and then um uh the project managers not the not the production staff so much uh project managers the management team generally is tied to it you know alan um, i thought you were just on your own now uh, I have my own company uh, called the Outdoor Project Company that is uh, at theoutdoorprojectcompany.com. Uh, that's uh, private consulting, but I'm still uh, uh, design director at Classic. Uh, oh, okay. And I just renewed my contract for another year, so I'll probably be doing it for another year. But it's kind oh, of a special position where I'm not taking advantage of a lot of the stuff that the employees are offered um, uh, for various reasons. Uh, but, but there is a much more organized effort to bonus them. You know, I used to commission designers and that's not really being done anymore. It's more, more of a bonus uh, program mm. and they're paid better, you know, than, than when yeah. I was there. So there's, there's an incentive that way. Um, uh, the next section is, uh, general office perks. I mean, uh, what about, I know other than you, Amy, and maybe Bill, uh, Robert and Will, do you guys offer like a company vehicle or anything like that to certain staff? I'm assuming you do. Yeah. So have uh, we have, trucks. we have, um, well, my two managers and my installation field supervisor all have work mm -hmm. trucks that they mm -hmm. get to use for personal use, mm -hmm. take home. Um, nice. they also have laptops and then all of our crew leads have company cell phones. Nice. We do all that, except we don't issue the crew lead cell phones. We used to, but then they all had their own and it became confusing because then they had two phones. Um, Okay. And then what about the office environment? That's the next thing on my list. Like, uh, like, is that a place where, or is there an office environment for staff to come and like mobilize or for clients to visit? That's pleasant, that type of thing. Maybe not so much with everybody kind of working from home or, uh, I think you, you have, you have an office, don't you, Will, or are you working out of your house? We do now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a home office until this summer when I mm -hmm. purchased a commercial pr property, but so we've mm -hmm. got, you know, it's a couple, it's a couple little uh, like construction site mobile mm -hmm. offices that are kind of piecemealed but together. Not but necessarily a client place to visit, but you could. They could. They, yeah. they certainly could. Um, I don't, it just, there's never really, I don't know. I, I We're not yeah. as design heavy as, as you guys. So, yeah. I mean, we always just meet at the client's house where the right. stuff and is. And that's that very much for us about. too. The same thing. Uh, it's more the design staff and that type of thing. They're kind of like environment that they're working in. And does that engender, you know, camaraderie and the willingness and especially now the desire to come to work versus being hybrid all the time. Um, yeah. You have an office, right, Robert? Yep. We have, um, Right now we have four in the office all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's outfitted. Room, something yeah. like that. It's got a steam room and uh, trampoline and pool tables and stuff. Pinball machines. No, it tells a good story though. Mm -hmm. 
got a lighting showroom. Nice. You know, things like that. Yeah. Do you have customers come in? Rarely. It's very rare. It's more of a talking point than anything. Mm -hmm. So why do you have a lighting showroom to educate your employees? Um, we use it every once in a while, but it's basically just a container in the back that we have it as a lighting storage area. All of our inventory is in there. And mm -hmm. then we have one side of it just full of different lights that yeah, maybe taking up space, but we don't need it yet. So it's good. Right. And you can use them as samples and that type of thing too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one, especially uh, for like a sole proprietor like you, Amy. You've got you're you're at home, so you're not really having clients necessarily come to your house much. Um, no, that... never. Mm -hmm. no, I just I, I just do online meetings. Yeah. Then yeah, meet right. at their house. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a necessity for us. It's not either. We have a couple clients come in every year. You know, um, I mean that's good. Uh, uh, vendors come in. You know that type of thing for what it's worth. I don't know the value of it really. Um, trucks and tools are another topic, uh, having adequate trucks and tools or specialty tools, um, that type of thing. Uh, trucks, of course, not necessarily, it is a company vehicle, but it's not a company vehicle that you're necessarily driving home. Um, uh, is there any special tool dispensation or selection regarding tools that you think is a culture building or a special thing that anyone is doing? I have to say that, uh, we do supply our guys with the tools that they need so and we mm -hmm. don't usually cheat I, I realize that you know the tools in the field don't always last very long especially when it comes to the carpeting materials we do carpeting in house too mm -hmm. uh, uh but that still means they still get the walt materials you know still get uh, yeah. nice chop saws nice table mm -hmm. saws you know mm -hmm. um because I think, I think it's important. I think the, a, a tool really makes a difference if you're really going to be a craftsman. You know, if you're just out pounding, you know, pounding, you know, soil around, that's one thing. But um, so, yeah, we, we we focus pretty heavily on nice, fairly nice tools. Mm -hmm. Really nice, mm -hmm. you know, but last yeah. It's a problematic area because, you know, you, you, you of course, need uh, decent quality tools and it's hard to inventory and keep track of them and keep them in good working order. And uh, I think a, a, a really skilled craftsperson working for you and building uh, respects the fact that uh, the tools are readily available and not rented every time. Uh, but it's a hard thing to do. We had a discussion yesterday about whether our skid steer at the nursery is going to be repaired yet again, you know, because it's, right. it's thousands of dollars each time. And, you know, at some point you hit a tipping point where, okay, you know, is this worth doing again? You know, um, but, you know, without it, you know, you're, you're, it's a whole different thing. Um, right. And then uh, the next thing in this kind of office perks category is kind of a per diem and expenses. Uh, if people are going to uh, uh, trade shows, that type of thing. Education is there a reimbursement policy around that, and are you are you uh, are you supporting that type of effort? I'll, I'll say education. Uh, if it's directly related with your work, it's one hundred percent covered. If mm -hmm. it's indirectly related with your work, it's negotiable up to one hundred percent. But if it's horticulture related, uh, mm -hmm. you can almost guarantee fifty percent. But is it, if it's not directly related, it's negotiable. Mm -hmm. Usually, we'll cover fifty percent cost. So we encourage all of our employees to continue the education. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and yeah, we'll get some more up to the show again this year, the Walt event. Mm -hmm. so. Right. Bill, right. does that include their their time? Do you Are they on the clock, paid on the clock while they're also attending or? No, it's on their time. Mm -hmm. so, Got it. Uh, it. Well, I'll have to, okay, I'll take that back. If it's if it's the negotiable part and it's 50%, you know, the up, you know, up to 100%, 50%, uh, it's on their time. Because it's not directly related to work, but if it, if they're if if you're doing irrigation and you get to go to an irrigation seminar, um, yes, it's 100% covered. Their time's covered when they go to irrigation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're generally the same. Although a lot of people don't take us up on it, you know, even though I publish links and teams in the group about you know classes and that type of thing. This here in the Puget Sound region at, at the University of Washington, the Center for uh, Urban Horticulture has a lot of professional series classes that are quite good. And then the vendors like Site One, Ewing. Uh, Horizon uh, will have classes uh, regarding irrigation installation and the, the state organization here, uh, the Washington Association of Landscape Professionals has their EcoPro program and other kind of training uh, opportunities that, that folks could take better advantage of. But, you know, 
I sent uh, two of my guys down to Ewing just last week or the week before, I believe, uh, for an NDS. Um, for a dr drainage. Training on drainage. Mm -hmm. And uh, they actually, we got um, certifications. And, uh, wow. At, yeah. At, just for attending and participating. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to put us on their website too. As, you know, nice. Well, that's a nice little certified. feather in the cap. Yeah. That, um, my, my tip on that, I'll have to say, is that uh, we, um, every other week, we have a, a education Thursday. Uh, we spend an hour talking about something uh, industry related. Mm -hmm. But if you if you are like that, well, if you are allowed to go to to a seminar or something, you need the next education seminars. You need to come back and you need to give a, a brief uh, to everybody yeah. else right. about what we learned. Right. So that right. makes them have to actually think about what pay attention, right? <laughs> pay attention and bring something back. <laughs> I was yeah. talking to my my daughter at Thanksgiving, and she was describing one of her friends who works for an industrial design firm in uh, New York City, and uh, they offer a thousand dollar a year education stipend for personal growth so she took a class to become to to learn about how to be a barista which is totally unrelated to anything but she was interested in it and they paid for it you know wow. um i think that's an interesting take on it you know who knows what people would do with that you know right. do something completely right. different but it would be nurturing to them um, yeah. we're going to take about a 10 second break here and come back uh thank you for listening to the green meridian podcast we'll be right back Okay. Yeah. Well, we're we're simul we're we're not simulcasting, but we'll be we'll be podcasting uh, later today from this. Okay, we're back with uh, Bill Peregrine, Amy Wolf, Robert Hobart, and Will Anstey, and we're talking about uh, nurturing company culture and everything that goes into that. Kind of free associating a lot of different things. The the second section that I outlined about was uh, nurturing a positive and professional staff in other ways. Um, that would be, you know, creating a sense of emotional and personal alignment with your company, which I think is really difficult to do. Um, it starts, I think, with establishing somehow establishing a personal bond with the employee that you're 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 nurturing along. Um, and one of the facets of that is to provide some kind of personal recognition. Some of you talked a little bit about that uh, early, earlier. Uh, Robert, you were talking about how you do MVP. Uh, award and all that uh, type of thing, which I think is really pretty imaginative. Um, what about other ways to uh, offer recognition? Does, does anybody do anything like that? We do a peer-to-peer -peer recognition. So mm -hmm. we have the Golden Pruner Award. So that's once the gardeners, they give their, we painted up a, a plaque. Someone made a little wood thing with pruners inside and they hand that out and they, so it's peer-to-peer -peer. and we have a golden wire stripper award for the lighters <laughs> and uh then we take a picture of it we put it on our company hub and you know just sort of it's there's no money involved it's sort of just sort of yeah. like recognizing i think people in this day and age yes they like the money but i think they like being noticed yeah yeah just as point. much yeah that's um, important now they take those home so they're taking home their Golden wire strippers, or they're just handed them and take a picture, and then they give them back, and you recycle them again. I see. Okay. What does the golden pruner? Um, what exactly does that mean, Robert? Well, then we each person has to speak to like, who am I going to give it to? And then they have to talk about our core values of why they are giving that award. So, like, you have five core values, and this is how this person showed that mm -hmm. with their excellence in their field this last month mm -hmm. very nice very nice um we don't do it anymore but we used to do a uh, a weekly or a uh twice monthly uh newsletter and we did a profile of an individual on the team which was always really insightful because the office manager would interview somebody that nobody you know a number of people didn't know very well and they would talk about their family background and any kind of special skills and hobbies they have it was really interesting we don't do it anymore but um i thought that was really uh, a pretty nice little uh, uh arrangement to do um something that uh will enable uh, a staffer to feel closer to the company, I think is to provide uniforms and clothing or is everyone doing that logoed wear? Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I though, them, it's uh, interesting actually... to find Tim's complete. Um, mm -hmm. They're they're going to, and I guess a lot of the other bigger companies are going to just just the little cheap safety vest to go over whatever clothing you have. Then that has the logo on it. I see. Yeah, so it's double um, duty that way. Cheaper, consistent, safety. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah. It hits all three of those, but you know, mm -hmm. I do think it kind of misses out on, you know, I kind of like seeing my guys all standing around in their Carhartt with their name and, you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thrown yeah. In and I think it's important for us. I, I feel like it's important for designers, but I don't feel like our designers really do it very much. You know, I do, but, um, and then we're, we're likely coming up with a new, you know, uh, logo package here shortly. So, um, everything is going to change, but, um, it's go. tough. It's tough also to, uh, outfit men and women because the the uh, the need for clothing is somewhat different, you know, especially in an office environment. So um, that that makes it kind of difficult, you know. Yeah, we we I allow my employees to choose the clothing that they want. Uh, mm. So now I'm small, so mm -hmm. I you know it's easy for me to give them the catalogs and say what do you guys want. And we have enough history behind us that they know kind of where we're going. So, right. And I was surprised actually that they uh, have to grab one of my shirts, but I was actually surprised I can't grab one right now. They bring you the Prada and Gucci catalogs. Is that what happens? And they're like, let's go. Oh. <laughs> Here's the way we're going to roll. No, but I was surprised that the, the people in the field wanted to have uh, uh, the shirt. Of course, we've got the, you know, Earth Dance Organics on the Ooh, front. I want one of those. Yeah. But check out the back. Oh, that's a little nice. large, dude. No, <laughs> that's what they wanted. I asked them if they wanted it on the back because we had this on earlier shirts and they wanted it and they uh -huh. love wearing it in the field. It's big. They love wearing it. So, okay. You know, more power to us, right? All right, sure. Yeah. You can see it from a thousand feet. <laughs> yeah. I like so, it. Yeah. Pick, you can pick time. it up from the International Space Station. I think <laughs> you, can, you can see it. <laughs> um, there's, there's a lot of. Uh, lip service i think paid to how to do marketing and how not to do marketing if you mention that you're on uh, angie or house or something like that the people come out of the woodwork to tell you what a horrible idea that is or or a good one i don't know but uh what about uh in and out of the office kind of marketing and social media that 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 your staff would read and uh, and their spouses and relatives would perhaps see is that something that you think reinforces uh culture and is that is there a is there a is there a push on the a company's part to kind of uh, do that and get the word out that way? Uh, I keep hearing from my, uh, from my installation manager, how important uh, uh, Instagram is, mm -hmm. but I'm like, okay, well do it mm -hmm. then. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, you might <laughs> care for what you ask for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> important enough for somebody else to do, I guess. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, if you're booked out, you know, then that's certainly an argument to not uh, necessarily feel like you have to push your marketing too much forward, but um, until you aren't busy and you wish you had, if that happens. Um, yeah. And that seems to be kind of um, intangible marketing. I don't know. Right. I guess, I'm, I guess it depends. I, I still don't have a CRM, so I don't really have a way of tracking uh, our yeah, yeah, customer, yeah, where yeah. we get our customers. Well, I mean, social media is a big one. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, reviews online, which I think are, are important, uh, which is a function of that in some ways. And you've got to be proactive around it. Uh, the other is signage, whether there's signage outside your office, there's yard signs, there's signs on your trucks. Um, the, you know, lo uh, logo clothing speaks of signage uh, to some extent. Are, are you using yard signs or anything like that? Yeah, we do at some of our install jobs. Mm -hmm. And then the, the trucks is the big one. You know, that's the, what we hear from all of our customers. Oh yeah. I see your trucks all the time. I see, I see your yeah, trucks all the right, time. Right. 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 Um, how about you, Bill? Are you using yard signs? Uh, I am. And actually um, I have to tell you that my people are pretty good right now because they've been asking me for the yard signs to make sure we get, get them out on the properties. Usually, you know, early on it was me, right. Always, you know, making sure they brought them mm -hmm. out and they find them in the back of their truck kind of underneath the soil. Right. Scratched um, up. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but, but uh, they're uh, uh, they're asking for them and they're they're encouraged about you know. Uh, and you're leaving them out there till the client throws them away, or are you taking them back? Uh, we we eventually pick them up. Mm -hmm. So, uh, mm -hmm. but we're doing ongoing services too. You know, we do mm -hmm. the ongoing organic services. Mm -hmm. So, uh, when, once we start a service round, we usually pick them up because we're putting our little yard signs out. Yeah, right. Know? So you're kind of just warning warning people. Caution: compost tea spraying. 
you know. Exactly. <laughs> it works. Your, your family may not get cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how about how about you amy have you ever thought about having a, a little uh yard science and uh designed by uh amy wolf um well when i first started out i did a lot of online advertising and i did have um i had a t-shirt and i i had a magnetic sign to put on the side of my car mm-hmm. and but i don't do that anymore just because um I've gotten my my name has just gotten out there so I don't I just do some online advertising but mm-hmm. I could put I no I've never put a sign in a yard mm-hmm. that says design I think maybe if it was like one of those big commercial projects you know how they have yeah, those maybe. big flags yeah. on the chain link fence that mm-hmm. that would probably be something I might want to do but not not for a residential I don't normally have yeah. like a sign might feel kind of weird for a design only I don't, yeah, yeah 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 it might mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I started out using thumbtack when that first came out too so that was 10 mm-hmm. years ago but now I don't even use thumbtack I don't yeah. I don't need to so yeah there are a lot yeah. of those uh kind of quick porch thumbtack I don't know well, better business yeah. bureau I don't you know well I yeah. am cognizant of our time Ellen before we leave today I am interested in what everybody's be doing for over the holidays for their employees to to uh to celebrate uh the holidays um robert you seem to have your act together on all your rewards and stuff what, what's the big party coming up what are, you, what are you doing well this year we decided not to be at my house which is a bummer uh so we rented right. a venue um and we're gonna get a bar tender and we got lots of parking and we'll just get together neutral site bring mm-hmm. it to my house or bring it to the to the office is a little bit too close to home so they laura Laura said i don't want those guys in the house they're tracking up the living room no (laughs) no we love hosting i see um, families too or just employees yeah i will invite significant others we have a lot of single people working for us um so we don't really have big families Mm -hmm. Um, and then we'll have uh giving tree uh i got an idea from Another landscape company, bigger, uh, they have a tree with gloves on it. And inside they have like a grand prize, like 500 bucks. And then they have a bunch of $20, you know, Home Depot cards or whatever. And then um, a parting gift for everybody and good food and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of speaking of cards, that's uh, something I uh, do a lot of because uh, uh, because of all the bonus points, you know, uh, throughout the year using credit cards uh, for purchases. So I do I do uh, uh, hand out a lot of cards, um, you know, and sometimes they're gift cards, dollars, mm-hmm. you know, on cards. Do so. you send cards to your employees' families, like a holiday card? No, I don't. No. Um, but I do, I do get, I do get a couple of cases of wine from my brother's winery, and I hand it out to my uh, customers. <laughs> yeah, so it's a good way to, good way to do it. See, Amy, if you got that, you could just hand it out to all your employees, basically. <laughs> yourself. Right. Just myself. My That's husband right. is my office manager. Yeah, and my husband. <laughs> and even he doesn't get any. <laughs> no. Well, that's uh, so I'd like to say that we we actually don't do a uh, our holiday party is not until January, mm. and the reason is because things get so crazy around this time, and everybody has parties we go to anyways, and so we do a, a mid to late January this year because the Walps could be on the 11th and 12th. It'll be uh, third week in January. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll we'll go out to a place to have lunch and dinner, and we actually do a, a company presentation about where we've been and where we're going. So it, nice. it becomes more it becomes more about what's going to happen in the new year. And celebrating them and handing out bonuses, and, mm-hmm. and um, uh, but they'll get bonuses before that before the end of the year as well. Mm-hmm. So they'll, they'll get things to say thank you during this time of year. But then it just it just is kind of crazy. So we and then anything else during the rest of the year? Like, is there a summer barbecue or anything like that? No. Um, well, we do our every other week uh, education hour, and and mm-hmm. we always have food. We always mm-hmm. have food and drinks and stuff. You know, at that, and they can take it with them. So we always mm-hmm. overstock overstock mm-hmm. on us. Yeah, we started doing a every Wednesday, we call it a Wednesday workshop, uh, any topic that somebody wants to present for an hour, people can come in with their laptops and work and listen to 
whatever somebody's holding forth about, um, or a vendor can come in, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe they bring lunch, uh, but it's Alan, um, Alan, what, what size are the companies that are here today? I mean, like how many employees does Bill have? How many does, does classic have? I think we're all pretty much less than 50. Is that correct? No, I'm, I'm small. I, I, I have a payroll of 10, but a, a, a number of those are um, part-time. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. So, mm -hmm. so it's I all, yeah. 26, 26 mm -hmm. people on my payroll and, and I'm taking them all go-kart racing at Psycart for, for oh. a holiday party. Where are you? There Where you are you go. going? Yeah. Yeah. Where? Yeah. And their bonuses. Where's, where's the, where's where is the go-kart racing? It's in uh South Center, so it's it's pretty, oh, yeah. pretty yeah, and I got a little little room back there. We're gonna get some pizza delivered mm -hmm. or whatever. And cool. You get a um, drink too before you go kart race? Yeah, drink. you know, that's up to them. Drinking yeah, and driving. Trying to kind of yeah, I'd like to get away from from that. <laughs> that's a little spendy though, isn't it, Will? That's probably a four or five thousand dollar party. That's not quite that bad. Yeah. It it was uh I think last year we did it, it was two something, two thousand five, yeah. six, yeah. But then last year we also went to the um, our favorite brewery, Bill, uh -huh. uh, afterwards, and and had dinner for food and drinks for everybody nice. there. So, so Robert, you're uh, you're flying everybody to the south of France this year. Is that what I, I understand? <laughs> no, we have trying to have four events a year. Uh huh. So we have uh, barbecues. We have boat day. We rent ski boats and go. Oh wow! Uh, barbecuing on the water. Oh, dang. And then. Uh, holiday party and so we try and keep it lively mm -hmm. how nice. many people are on your payroll right now um with holiday we're about 25 or six but year round we're around around 20 18 to 20 mm -hmm. what about classic uh it varies you know uh right after i sold the company we were up to around 50 i think and then oh, wow. oh. and then uh we kind of maintained for a while uh between 40 and 45 now i think we're between 35 and 45 35 and 40 maybe even would um, that be considered medium size company? i don't know there's you know or 50 is a threshold a governmental threshold for a lot of uh different kinds of uh arcane rules that that kick in above 50 that's not a reason to be below 50 i mean unless you're at yeah. 50 or if you're you're at like 49 to 51 you probably would consciously say i want to keep this at 49 mm -hmm. for various okay. rule reasons um but no it's a function of uh selling work volume and putting in quality work without overburdening that's a real tough balancing act to uh to work out in design build, you know, uh, how, how much work to do within what time frame and how compressed to make it. Uh, you know, if you do less, uh, uh, crew activity, you're booked out further in a positive way. Uh, but you have less cash flow. It's kind of like the same, uh, kind of ironic balance that happens between design build and maintenance, you know, where maintenance is, is lower, lower, uh, net profit typically, but uh, and, and uh, lower uh, per volume revenue sales, but it's recurring, you know, which balances it out. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and in some ways, lower skilled, it could can be not always, but uh, can be lower skilled. Uh, and yet hardscape is uh, probably and planting is the most profitable thing to do uh, in, in most companies uh, viewpoint, I think, but can be the more difficult thing to coordinate and install. So the, the balance of those things uh, and the positive and negative attributes almost outweigh each other, you know, to a mm -hmm. point where it's, it's hard to decide. And that's why very few companies really do both to any great degree, I think, oh. you know? Hmm. So um, yeah, so that's a challenge with the new owners at the, at classic now, both uh, Hispanic young men, um, there is a much better uh, ability to bring in help. Uh, uh, because there's a more open rapport among the Hispanic community coming into the company than, than existed when my wife and I ran it. Uh -huh. And so I think that's been a really uh, sea change for us. It, it's, it's, it's generally not a problem like it used to be. And oh. I think it's a problem for a lot of companies. But, but that's not to say that everything's been solved regarding uh, engendering company culture, because that's a very difficult thing to do. And, uh, and each person has an individual uh, a hot button or trigger that they want, you know, to, to, you know, have engaged uh, at their own level, whether it's a recognition of them personally or a, 
uh, more of a family atmosphere. I've had, you know, that, that as a criticism sometimes in the distant past, um, or, uh, or, uh, it's, uh, uh, the cultural divide between management and labor or male and female, or, uh, you know, in my case now, a youth and old people. Um, uh -huh. so, uh -huh. you know, there's that, um, uh, it's a really, uh, grab bag of, uh, problems to kind of wade through, you know, it's hard, hard for all of us to, uh, to, yeah. to, to really solve it if we ever do. So. Well, there we are. So I got all the company culture out there today. Mm-hmm. like it. We did. Uh, we are uh, near the end of our, uh, present, uh, our, our podcast today. We are. Uh, so we'll be posting a little bit later today. I think it's going to be episode 46. I want to say, I think so. Uh, we'll see. Haven't done one in a little while. We're just doing these monthlies now as podcasts because it's uh, always a good conversation and a different viewpoint to hear about. Uh, mm -hmm. Appreciate everybody coming in. If you would mark your calendars for the last Tuesday in uh, every month uh, at this time, we, we meet to, to do this. If you're not on the uh, reminder list for the invite, let Bill know through the Green Meridian page or by email at Earth Dance Organics and um, he'll add you to the list and you'll be reminded. Um, so I appreciate uh, everybody. Well, now that I look at my calendar, Alan, it's uh, the last Tuesday is the 26th of December. Yes, yeah, so we'll move that one. What are we going to do about that one? We'll put it on the 19th. That'll be three okay. weeks I, I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be in Costa Rica. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so I feel sorry for that. Me. Are you kidding? Yeah. Green Meridian won't, won't have anything to talk about. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'll be back uh, the 29th. So if you want to you wanna just hold forth, you can, or we could postpone into the first week of January or something. Okay, very good. And we need a topic. So any suggestions around that would be good. Right on. Thank you, everybody, for very joining. Good. Thank you.